where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love and we're your hosts shelby and matt and um shelby and i have an announcement that we would like to make oh no um shelby and i've actually been divorced for 32 years <laughs> oh yeah we didn't want to tell we didn't tell anybody this yeah. but we've actually we uh, no, we've never been married people that we were married forever aired all our laundry and then pretended right. to be shocked that people knew we were still married yeah, it's crazy. It happens. Yeah, yeah. But we're working through it, actually. So it's not like we're divorced. We're just like really good friends growing, <laughs> but separated also at the separated. same time. Separated to the point where it's like, if someone hit me in the face and Matt stood up to me for me, I'd be like, we don't even know each other like that anymore. <laughs> what? I've. I've met this man before who's punching something. Like, wait. Who is that? Wait. We've never remember. like even talked about each other like our spouses. And now you're like beating people up for me. Like, what's the vibe? Yeah. These are all great questions, <laughs> which you can find no answers to in <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith's new book entitled Worthy. Yeah. Where she With also, an ugly cover. Yeah, hideous. A very hideous cover. Very much like, you know, it's like a, it's a, what, what do you call it? Like a montage, <laughs> not a montage, like a um, side profile. A photo. Yeah, but it's made up of little photos. Oh, there. yes, yes. It, it was like, it's that thing that was very in vogue yeah, in like 2003 yeah. or whenever that was. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Where it's like, it's a big picture, but it's actually made up of tinier <laughs> pictures. So it just kind of looks like a blurry big picture. Yeah, yeah. And um, I do want to say, like, I've seen people say that any criticism of Jada Pinkett Smith is sexism because we didn't give Will the same energy. And uh, I'd no, like to say that's I've not always true. given Will the same energy. <laughs> Although they you are were the pro weirdest the slap. little odd couple. If I'm remembering correctly, you were sort of like, yeah, hit him. Hit him again. Yeah, exactly. I am pro... Well, I, I think that situation is complicated. But I do think Will and Jada's determination to be the most talked about Hollywood couple, as asked by no one else, is really admirable, uh, exhausting. And they keep coming up with new ways. Like, I honestly know too much about these people. And that's as someone who loves knowing too much about anyone. I do feel like we have now reached the point in celebrity culture where we know that maybe the best move for a celebrity is actually not releasing a memoir. Maybe the <laughs> memoir releasing is not that great. And the memoirs themselves are one thing, but then it's like you have to go on this press tour and yeah. give emotion or like um, additional context to everything that's in the memoir and come up with more sound bites that, yeah. you know, promote the book, even though they're not in the book. And I think we saw with Harry and Meghan, obviously we're seeing no, again. No, I, 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 I want to draw a hard stop we're, here. We're, I love a celebrity well, memoir. <laughs> the problem a, is when that celebrity has already actively sharing every single thought they have at any given time. So Harry didn't know anything about what was going on there. 
Now, maybe if he was to write a follow up, it'd be like, okay, Harry, you've had a, you, you've had your moment. You've had your different, you know, interview, whatever. But Jada Pinkett Smith literally had red table talk where she literally had Will on and like dragged him through the muck for whatever their like pseudo break, open relationship, cheating, the entanglement. Whatever. The entanglement. <laughs> so it's like, what new information are we getting here? Except that you continue to be like the most at odds couple to ever couple. Well, I think there's also a lot of stuff in the book about her alopecia. Yeah. Well, hopefully she can her and the woman power. who did the Bama Rush uh, documentary can <laughs> get a little support group going for that. Alopecia is a real thing that can cause real insecurity and depression and anxiety among people who are suffering from it. So I don't think it's appropriate to make light of that, Matt. And if I was anywhere near you, I would walk up and slap you in the face right now. (laughs) (laughs) Which is always the correct response to dealing with alopecia. Appropriate response, yeah. Yes, which we've Um, learned. Yeah, no, but you bring it up, you're getting slapped. (laughs) I'm gonna slap the hair right off you. I guess to summarize the bombshells. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith was doing a tour and she's like, yeah, we've actually been completely separated for seven years. And that's like, okay, non-issue, who cares? Except they're just like, they're like, yeah, we're working on it. We're not divorced. We're not breaking up. Like Will Smith has shown up to her book tour and is like, I support this woman. There's no one. Like reading this book honestly makes me realize how much I have to fight for. And like, <laughs> okay, well, congrats to them. There's also this weird thing though where they didn't sign a prenup. Like, that was one of the levels of, like, them getting together was, like, no, we're together for life. Like, we're not signing a prenup. That's interesting. And so I think that that is definite. Like, I don't think they are making that seem like that's playing a big factor. But I do feel like that is playing a big factor and that they can't, like. Like getting a divorce would would have a lot of (laughs) issues with money. And so instead they have this kind of like, okay, yeah, we're civil. We're like kind of friendly. We'll go to like events together and stuff, but we're not. Doing drugs together with their children. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Being centered and solving. You and Penny have done math together, haven't you? Yeah. (laughs) With some hallucinogenic mushrooms as one does. Um, the the craziest part though was that the she said that after the slap when Will Smith was giving the speech or his Oscar speech because he won the Oscar and called her his wife that she did not know who that was. Yeah, she because was like, it was what? so foreign to her that like, he would call her his wife. <laughs> We've been presenting as a couple for you know six years now, and uh, uh, he's actually calling me my wife. Like, yeah, it's just. I think there's something like really irritating about it because it like she she wants it to be this shocking thing. But it's like this is this is a least shocking couple for this to be their situationship, you know? (laughs) Yes. Oh, for sure. One hundred percent. So I wish them luck and joy in their journey. um, But I just can't click another article featuring either of them. But you know who else has been separated for quite some time? Is Meryl Streep. Yes. That this news came out that her and her husband, Don Gummer, have actually been separated for six years. Yeah. A respectful announcement. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, also wild that these celebrity couples are just like, you know. On the DL, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's so strange. Like, I can see, like, obviously not rushing to announce that you're, you know, separated or divorced or whatever, because, like, who knows what you're 
situation is and maybe you're trying to get back together maybe you're working through things but if you are a celebrity at some point that is going to come out so it does sort of feel weird like if you're Meryl Streep why wait six years and then why just announce it like now for no real reason maybe because when you google like celebrity not married Jada is stealing all the thunder so it's like burying the news press like maybe they saw the similarities and they're like Meryl it's your time. Like this is Meryl, the moment. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Six years, seven. Like it's very similar. No one's gonna care about yours because Jada and Will are still working through it. Um, really care about each other. Uh, partnering, mm-hmm. partnering mm-hmm. this uncoupling. What else do you have for us? Um. Well, I was curious. I I saw the Sydney Sweeney Glenn Powell trailer for their. Oh, I haven't watched the trailer. I actually, oh. honestly have no idea what that movie is even about. <laughs> well, you won't learn much from the trailer. Um, oh. It's the rom-com that everyone's like, oh my gosh, this is this hot new rom-com from the guy who did Friends with Benefits, Easy A, and it stars Sidney Sweeney and Glenn Powell, and it's just going to be so hot. And it's like all the prep around the like movie production is like, oh my gosh, they are definitely cheating with each other. Like his his wife split with him during filming. They were all cozying up on boats and whatever. It was like, oh my goodness, you know, heyday of your Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt rumor mill. But then this trailer drops and it is, it is milk toast. It is giving nothing. It is saying, oh, hot people. And that's it. The premise is just, they hate each other, but they're going to pretend they don't. (laughs) And there's no shtick or reason beyond that. They don't explain why they hate each other. They don't explain why they're forced to act like they don't hate each other. They don't explain why. Like, there's nothing. And obviously, it's the first trailer. Like, who knows? Maybe they'll share more. But it was, people were waiting for this. And the reviews afterwards are just like, wow, that was trash. <laughs> well, but it's a trailer. So has anyone seen it? No, no, no. I think it was more just the di- the disappointment of the trailer like oh yes it was just laughably bad the chemistry wasn't really there sydney sweeney was trying her darndest um but it was really just hot people doing absolutely nothing and not doing it well and that's knowing how glenn powell can lead a rom-com given his success and set it up but well also i just saw glenn powell in hitman which is um Another, which is coming out next year, I think, and is sort of also a rom-com kind of a thing. And he's really good in that, too. So, like, he's very talented. And I think Sydney Sweeney's a good actress, although I guess I don't... I I don't know if you can say that. Well, she's she's really good in The White Lotus and really good in Euphoria. But I think that there might be a limited range of types (laughs) of things that she can do. Yeah. I did want to know your take as a Sydney Sweeney um, stan. Uh, but I guess we'll have to wait and see how you feel about it. Yeah, once you... I mean, I guess I don't watch trailers that often, so <laughs> oh or I don't gosh. go out of my way to find them. So unclear. Yeah. But whenever the movie comes out, I will watch it because that does <laughs> sound like something I would be interested in. Yeah, I guess it's it's been done before, but we don't know exactly. Well, we how. don't know if it's <laughs> been done before or not because we have no idea what it's about. Yeah, that's true. What a half glass full attitude. I'm really impressed. Yeah, we got to look on the bright side of things because the world is a dark place and full of dark things, such as all of the revelations coming out of another celebrity memoir, the Britney Spears Mm, mm -hmm. memoir, Yeah, which is like, it's just everything about 
the situation is so sad. Um, you know, all of the stuff with her family and the conservatorship and her career and her childhood. But then on top of it, I think the biggest revelation so far from the memoir that I've seen is that her and Justin Timberlake, at one point she was pregnant with this child and had an abortion. And mm-hmm. the situation around that was bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Has he released a statement yet on that? I think so. I honestly, like, I wish there, I should just like block his name in all Google results. I find him so exhausting. Honestly, honestly, never been a fan. Uh, he was ranked last in my NSYNC crush list. So I after, stand by that. After Joey Fatone? <laughs> Probably because Joey Fatone is in the rat race, right? And he's funny. That is true. So humor He's also in my big fat Matt. Greek wedding. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Justin Timberlake's been getting chewed out online and and rightfully so um i think i did see a headline that's like oh he makes a statement but it was probably just another one of those like half apologies it's like oh like we're so sad and like what happened then was so sad i stand blah 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 honestly that'd be his whole memoir and but also his uh like i feel like this really does not bode well for his new (laughs) album that's supposedly coming out yeah. Like, I think he's lower. at an all-time low in popularity. Really, really. You know, it, it's true. Karma comes around, and it's it's satisfying to watch. It's sad that it comes at the cost of so many, and especially with Britney. Not, you know, Britney, Britney Spears' statement around this is like, I finally wanted to tell my story on my terms. Like, I'm writing this book, and it's great. But I do – it's, like, sad that she has to farm her tragedy for these people who – you know, for the general public, that was a huge part of her decline, like the the ravenous with ravenousness with which we devoured her. Um, and so, yeah, like reading the the little pieces to come out of like, oh, like the other the other section I think that was released is about her movie Crossroads and how she was almost it was between her and Rachel McAdams for the Notebook and. It just became too much for her to like live this half life in other characters. Like it's just, it's like I'm curious about this as a memoir because obviously it's a little more. I I don't know. It seems a little less like I'm curious about like the ghostwriter element of this because it seems very raw. It seems very like stream of consciousness. Like the these sections of it aren't necessarily like the level of polish you see with like Obama's memoir or something, you know, where it's clear that well, they weren't writing Obama, it. because <laughs> Obama, yes, is like the president yeah. and Britney Spears is dancing with knives. Yeah, so. and so exactly. So it's like, I don't know, there's something icky about it still. But I mean, obviously she wanted to write it and she gets to write it. So that's good. Yeah, I I don't know if I'll read it or not. Like I it. It sort of feels just like depressing to me. Yeah. But I do love Britney Spears and like want the best for her. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, she, and I feel like I she, guess. she needs to pull like a Pamela Anderson yeah. and move to like Vancouver or wherever it is that she lives and just like walk on the beaches and hang out <laughs> with her dogs for like 20 years yeah. and then come back and star in Chicago on Broadway. Yeah. Like that's the great. that's the route I think that Britney Spears needs to go. Yeah. Um I feel like, like, obviously she has fans and that's 
wonderful and those fans have helped her in a lot of ways but i'm also kind of like girl you got to get off the grid like we gotta be we gotta be working on you there is like a another like conspiracy theory that she'd been like that like deep fakes were running her account basically and like it wasn't actually her doing her dancing like i feel like her fandom is now addicted to conspiracy (laughs) oh yeah because they were proven right on that's wild because that's the first ever pop star fandom that's had any sort of interest in conspiracy theories. I know, I know. But yeah, I also saw that she's not reading her memoir, which is pretty rare for celebrity memoirs. Um, But Michelle Williams is going to read it instead. And the statement was basically like, yeah, I wanted to take this on so she wouldn't have to. a wild choice. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) So she wouldn't have to relive the trauma in it. And I'm like, well, she wrote it. But okay, I respect that if that's her call. But it will be. It's like, I feel like they should have just picked a non-celebrity to read the celebrity memoir, you right. know? Right, because Michelle Williams has such a distinct voice. Yeah. And it's like, is Michelle Williams going to be playing like Britney right. Spears? Yeah, is her voice going to crack when it gets to like emotional parts? Like, yeah, it's, it's weird to imagine like the intimacy of a celebrity memoir being read by another tragedy celebrity, you know? <laughs> why, is Mich- why is Michelle Williams tragedy? Well, because of Heath Ledger. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I always forget about that. Yeah, very sad. So, Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. It's also a very short memoir, and she said that she's probably going to write another book. So, Well, get that coin. (laughs) New journey. Um, I know Halloween's coming up, and the SAG-AFTRA came out with a Halloween costume rule list. I don't know um, if you saw this. No, I didn't. Wait, that they like that people in SAG can't dress up like. Yeah, in they said for they said they shouldn't projects. dress up. Yeah, exactly. They shouldn't dress up as characters, um, or like, you know, like Barbie or Oppenheimer from work. <laughs> struck, which is it seemed like a harmless announcement. Like they announced it with this cutesy little graphic that's like. Instead of Barbie, try being a generic thing like a spider or a cat. And it's like, (laughs) it was very like cutesy, like, this is us working together. Everything counts. And the general, like, Hollywood elite were like, this is the most nonsensical thing. Like, um, Mandy Moore came out and is like, is this a joke? This is what's important. You were asking you to negotiate in good faith on our behalf. This doesn't matter. And then like (laughs) Ryan Reynolds is like, I look forward to yelling scab at my kids all night long. Um, And so then the SAG had to come out with a statement that's like, guys, this was meant for questions that have come up from like content creators and different members about how to support. It's the latest in a series of guidelines and it does not apply to anyone's kids. So Ryan Reynolds might not be able to dress as kin, but his children could if they wanted. So, Well, his children are not in SAG-AFTRA. I know, exactly. I don't Presumably. know why people were like... So it doesn't I guess matter. it would be because if the if they posted like a family photo it would be promoting Barbie in the same way as if Blake Lively was being Barbie, you know? So I think that's where people were like... I I think to a certain degree, but at the same time, it's like, okay, I don't... I mean, there's all those roundups of, like, celebrities and their costumes, and yes, celeb kids are sometimes in there if the costume, you know, goes along with their parent or something. But, like, if Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively are dressed up, you know, as... I don't know, 
spiders and their <laughs> kid is in an Iron Man costume. You know, like, I don't yeah. think anybody's going to be like, wow, this is like, like we got to put this on the front page. Um, It would only be like if they were all dressed up. Yeah. As the if the Oppenheimer cast or whatever. And then it's like, OK, well, maybe we don't want that. So do you think SAG-AFTRA went too far by saying, like, don't dress like that? Or do you agree no. with their logic? I mean, I think it makes sense. And I also, yeah, can see, like, there's so many questions with all of this stuff. And I feel like if you're SAG-AFTRA, like, it just makes more sense to get out ahead of those questions and, like, and be overly detailed rather than less (laughs) detailed. Because, you know, like, I was, like, there's been lots of questions of, okay, if an actor was in a project that was, like, an older project but is from a studio, like, can they talk about it? Like, if you're going to Comic-Con for a movie that you were in 20 years ago, like, is that a lot? You know, there's so many of these different types of questions um, that it does, I think, make sense to go a little overboard you know like are right. the like are the black panther people like allowed to take pictures doing that like wakanda sign you know I, like, there's so many different things that could be that could constitute promoting struck work and so yeah. i think yeah it just best to avoid it altogether. and i can't imagine that that many celebs were going to dress up as things that they were right. in like i don't think like margot robbie's gonna dress up as barbie but yeah if you're if you don't want everybody promoting barbie and Oppenheimer, like it does seem like you could be seeing a lot of actors dressed up as Barbie this year. Right. So to get out ahead of that and be like, hey, everybody, maybe let's not dress as Barbie. <laughs> let's dress as something else. I don't Ghost. know. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no. So are you going to be uh, dressed up as a struck work or I am not going to be dressed up as a struck work <laughs> one of my one of my person I, so I have two costumes this year one is a real life figure so that okay, I okay. doesn't constitute and then the second one is a project that I believe has an interim agreement oh okay if okay. that helps it's not from I'll, a major uh, I'll studio put together a a guest box for our listeners to will it be ferrari will it be priscilla will it be past lives you know zone of interest uh am i going as a nazi wife who's desperate to keep her house next to the concentration camp you know well have you seen dicks the musical yet because no i have not there's some good ideas in there that i think you would really fit in very well rude Um, i i haven't seen this movie but i'm offended already (laughs) Um, well, do you have any other news? No, not really. I feel like this is a slow news week. Shall we get into love it or hate it? Yes, let's. Um, why don't you go first? Okay. So I have a hate it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So this week, Killers of the Flower Moon comes out, which we're talking about on our Thursday episode. Also coming out this week is a movie called Pain Hustlers, which will be on Netflix. <laughs> this is Emily Blunt and Chris Evans as like, it's sort of like a wannabe Wolf of Wall Street thing about these like pharmaceutical reps in Florida who were, you know, breaking a bunch of rules to sell these uh, pain medications that were actually killing a bunch of people. Um and I saw it in Toronto, and it's just like such a horrible, 
like Disney-fied version of this movie. Like you could see some sort of like gritty, like A24 version that maybe was good, but just everything is so like polished and smoothed over. And Emily Blunt is doing this like ridiculous, weird Southern accent. And Catherine O'Hara plays her mom, who's just like deranged. Like nothing feels realistic at all about the movie. And it's not funny. It's not that interesting. It's just sort of, I don't know, feels like... The trailer was like giving me hillbilly elegy. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> it it has that energy, but like not even as gritty as hillbilly elegy. Right, like, right. Like people in hillbilly elegy looked like they, you know, were dragged off a street corner someplace. <laughs> like they were made to look as bad as possible. Where in this, Emily Blunt always looks like she's shopping at Saks Fifth Avenue, even though she's supposed to be this sort of like white trash woman who's like living in a hotel. Right. <laughs> but she always has like blown dry hair. It's coming from the um, where the crawdads sing school mm, of yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, low budget costumes. <laughs> you know, it's unfortunate that they can't promote their work because instead of new clips of her, like this 12 year old, clip of her fat shaming a waitress went viral this week emily blunt fat shaming a waitress yeah not like not like an actual video of it but on a talk show she was like telling a story about being at a chili's and she's like and our waitress you know she was absolutely huge it looked like she had three meals a day like three meals each meal at chili's or whatever like you know horrific like just stupid joke and so that was going viral. And I was like, damn, when was this? But I was like, well, it can't be recent because the strike and she had to come out and apologize, which it was a nice when apology. When was, it, was it? Like, it was literally 12 years ago. Like, it oh, was a, yeah. It was her early career. Like, it's, you know, it was definitely the time where that was funny. That was high comedy on the talk show circuit. So. Yeah. I was going to say, I can't remember. I like, I'm not sure what year it was that we decided that you're not allowed to make fun of. <laughs> fat people anymore but i feel like that was after me too let's say we realized we should never make fun of well i mean yes we should never have been doing that all along i can say as a former fat kid um not fun not a good time but yeah like as a culture there was a shift at some point but i feel like that was maybe like 2018 2019 yeah Yeah. (laughs) unfortunately too recent um yeah so I'm sorry that Emily Blunt won't have more positive press around this movie, but it did look bad. So I'm glad to hear I don't have to see it. Thank you. Yes. Um, Speaking of bad, I have a hate it too. I love Uh, when we're in sync. Um, You'll be surprised, uh, but vindicated. Love is Blind season five. Absolute train wreck and not in a fun way. It was. Wow. I've really been, you know. You were waiting. I was was holding my breath. Oh, I wonder if season five of Love is Blind will be good. There's been five seasons? There's five. Yeah. They turn them out like every, you know, they film like two at once and then they like turn them out. So this one was filmed a year and a half ago in Houston and it does not look good for Texans. Okay. It was bad. And what's wild is like. So there were two couples on the show that were made to, which is a really, really low number. But it turns out there were actually four engaged couples who were all filmed and all made it to the, you know, aisle. They were racist. Well, no, worse. 
Um, so one oh, of them was completely somebody. cut out of the promos. Like you can't find them on cast list. And it turns out she's suing production and her fiance for sexual assault and abuse and negligence. <clears throat> and like she says that she was assaulted by her fiance, like on their like, you know, quote unquote honeymoon. They Wait, do I during- thought the whole point of the show was that they didn't see each other. Well, you don't see each other until you get engaged, and then you're engaged, and oh. you're sent on this like romantic oh, trip, okay. and then you're sent okay. home and decide so whether or not to get married. So assaulted on the trip. Yeah. Or she was assaulted on the yeah, trip. Yeah, exactly. And the producers tried to be like, oh, I mean, it was probably just like first nerve miscommunication, blah, 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 blah. Didn't feel safe. It was a horrific thing. So they're completely cut out of the show, and this this suit is now ongoing. But then there was a second couple who you do see in the pods and who they try to play off in editing where it's like, oh, they're just like friends of these other couples. But they were clearly there as like one of the main couples um, to the point of being featured in like the wedding dress shopping scene. But it turns out that he, the, the, the male partner, was so scary and like, um, like he would just like snap and get really scary that they were worried about him, but not to the point of like helping her be safe. They were just like, hey, do you have guns in your house? You should probably not have those. What? <laughs> Is that crazy? And she goes on a podcast and tells all this after the show came out. And they're, and it's just like makes the producers look bad. It makes the entire like show look bad. It's obviously always been, you know, it's reality dating. It's always kind of creepy shady like what's happening here they're manipulating these poor contestants like blah 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 but this season might be the one that deals the death blow because it is so much behind the scenes drama and absolutely none of the relationships worked (laughs) so it's just bad all around those shows are bizarre the so i'm watching f boy island the third season now because i have to cover for work and it's I'm just like, there's no way that any po- any relationship could come out of this. Yeah, like, they spent all. all of three <laughs> minutes with each other. They b- brought back, like, half the cast from the first season. Like, it's just like the whole thing makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just, like, so befuddled that people think that these dating shows work or how they get these contestants to be like, yeah, <laughs> I like, think wow, Boy I Island think I'm is looking especially, for love. It's like... It's, it's a, a joke. It's a gag show. <laughs> we want the money, honey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. It, so it was it was bad. Bad news. Um so yeah. Well, R. at R. least R. nobody on F Boy Island or Love is Blind was slowly poisoning their wife with poisoned insulin. <sighs> yeah, yeah. It could be worse. You're right. It could be worse. And we'll be discussing that on the Thursday episode, Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> The new Martin Scorsese movie, which is over three and a half hours long. Shelby watched it in two parts in the theater, (laughs) but we are ready to discuss. So thanks everybody for listening to this. We'll be back on Thursday to discuss that. See you guys later. Bye. Bye.